Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message. Formatting and reinstallation. Formatting and reinstallation. And as you can see, we're still talking about the mind. Because your journey to go global, it starts in your mind. And so I'm talking about formatting and reinstallation. And the sub-theme is creating a global mindset. Formatting and reinstallation, creating a global mindset. I'll be borrowing principally from this book, Sheba, Ancient Customer Service Secrets Repackaged in a Social Media Driven World. Let me open with a statement that says the battle for global presence, global relevance, and global dominance is won or lost in the mind. If you want to be a global figure, some of us are already present on the globe. You have a Facebook page. It's viewed across the world. So you are globally present, but you are not globally relevant. You are not yet providing any solutions that people can appreciate around the world. Some of us have some level of relevance beyond our borders, but we are not yet dominant. So the battle for global presence, relevance, and dominance is won or lost in the mind. If you will win, it will come from your mind. And if you will lose, it will start from your mind. Let me give you a few quotations from a man of great persistence and the founder of the Ford Company. Henry Ford said, The human mind is a channel through which things to be come into the realm of things that are. It sounds almost like borrowing from the scriptures about God calling into being or God calling the things that are not as if they were. So Henry Ford says it is the mind that begins that journey from things to be into the realm of things that really are. I'll give you another Ford quotation and then let's build on from there. He says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. It's almost like saying, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whether you think you can or you think you can't do something, you are right. So, if you were a computer, if you were a PC, or any device, because today we have several varieties, your mind will be the operating system of your life. That is the nerve center. That is where things happen. That is where the programming is done. That is where 
you can create format or move your life to the place where you want it to be so why is the mind so important in this discussion about going global let me give you a third quotation from a man called Gary Ryan Blair who says learning is more than simply acquiring new knowledge it is also crucial to unlearn old knowledge that has outlived its relevance in that regard therefore forgetting is probably as important as learning again something that is alluded to so for us to be able to operate within the global framework it is important for us to unlearn some things before we can relearn because those old models are so ingrained on our operating system and our hard disk is full of irrelevant material i don't know about you today we have computers with very big memory and very big hard drives but if you lived in the days of 386 and 486 and 586 frequently you had to format the hard disk so you can upload another program and store some data so what is formatting and why is it important if your mind is the operating system and your operating system is running on software that is outdated and a new version of windows or a new version of the software is out there are a number of it gurus here in order to install the new one you have to uninstall the old one so that the new one can give you more power more push more productivity and more fulfillment as a user of the device tell somebody format tell the person format I am bringing us to the place where we will admit that we need to format our minds. And that is the renewal that our two speakers have so graciously been walking us through. What is format? Formatting is erasing the contents of a hard drive and setting up a new file system to enable the device to read from it and write data. on it you will agree with me that with certain kinds of thinking and certain kinds of positioning some of the discussions we are having about global relevance will have no place in your life so formatting is erasing the contents of a hard drive and setting up a new file system to enable a device to read from it or write data onto it i have the firm belief that considering some of the mindsets we've grown up with the orientation that many of us have had if we try to install the new softwares with global orientation there'll be a clash your system cannot contain both old wine and new wine one must give for that to happen if you really want the new global system the old must give way so we talk about formatting 
what must we erase? What must we erase? I have a graphic that says, the same old thinking equals to the same old results. There is no way you can think in the same way that you have always done and somehow assume that you will get a whole bunch of new results. So the same old pattern of thinking and the same mindsets will lead us to the same results. If we want different results, starting from today, we must think differently. What are the barriers to our going global? What are the things we must format or erase? The first one is pessimism and faithlessness. I think that the best way of seeing this is listening to our radio stations. As part of our tour around the country, we do a lot of radio interviews. On average, seven to ten interviews per region. And when you go on air and talk about opportunity, the first person to call in starts with, but. An objection. Something that indicates that in spite of all you are saying, either and nevertheless, however, notwithstanding, but yet. Why do you want to start with that? Why don't you see opportunity? Why don't you believe? If you want to go global, you must lay aside pessimism and faithlessness. When you talk about anything that you want to do, the first thing people say is, it can't be done. Actually, I had a next door neighbor whose nickname was, it can't be done. But you must believe that it is possible to build great things right here, starting with you. The second barrier to going global is a scarcity mentality. I can assure you that if you put enough drinks, pastries, enough resources to go around everyone twice, some people still collect a lot and put it in their bag. Because they cannot believe that it will be there when they come back next time. There is a certain kind of thinking that says that something will run short. Something will not be enough. Or that there is nothing around the place where we are. That kind of mentality can't help you go global. The third thing that we must format or the third barrier is even worse. I call it the Pecha mentality. When we were in the university, there were the regular people who were the occupants of the room and there were the Pechas. Purchase were there at the behest or the mercy of the occupants. So typically, they had to be of good behavior if they didn't want to be evicted by the occupants. So I can imagine that a pecha cannot play loud music. A pecha cannot behave as if... You know, Ben Bracco wrote a song <laughs> that you don't, have a, you don't have your own house and you have gone to buy a Benz. A pecha cannot go and buy a Benz and come and put it in somebody's rented house when the landlord does not have a Benz. You must be of good behavior. And some of us genuinely in our minds believe that even in this world we are purchased. 
second class citizens who have no right to dream, to believe that we can invent something, we can do something great, and we can dare to dream of going global across the continents of this world. We see ourselves as purchase. This world is not our home. The petrol mentality will make you apologize for being successful. Somebody said to me, I have a degree, but don't put it on my book. Don't let people know. Why would you succeed and want to hide it? Why would you make progress in your life and career and apologize for it? It is easier. People prefer to bring people who are rising down to their level. And we encourage it rather than raising people up to the level of the one doing wonderful and unique things. So when we try and we can't get to that level, we say, you are some way. Some way. <laughs> the, fourth, the fourth mentality that is a barrier to going global is the laboro mentality. It is the cousin of the pecha mentality. But the laboro mentality simply says, if you borrow somebody's shirt and you go to the party, please don't dance too much. And be careful, no one must compliment your dressing. The story is told about somebody who borrowed somebody's shoe and went to a party, and he was doing break dance and dancing. And the owner said, no, listen, remember, remember, remember. <laughs> and what made it worse is that along the line, all the young ladies surrounded the guy with the shoes doing the break dance and all those Michael Jackson dance, dances in those days. At the peak of his powers, the owner walked straight to him and said, can I have my shoe back? <laughs> Tell somebody Laboro. <laughs> the Laboro mentality behaves as if the space you are occupying is even borrowed. So don't talk. Don't move. You are going to the office and the only advice your parents can give you, and they have, they have a way of saying it in Ghanaian English, as you are going, when they talk, don't talk. And this is supposed to be good advice from people who have gone ahead of you, showing you the way of life. When they talk, don't talk. How can you invent things? How can you come up with innovations when, when others are talking, you don't talk? The fifth one is a local champion syndrome. The one that says, look, nobody in my village has gone to university. So once I've gone to university, I'm way ahead of them. Is that all? Just university. Nobody in my family has done a wedding. So once I've done a wedding, I'm ahead of the family. It's, it's, it's amazing how little achievements can become plateaus for us. We have hit our peak. We have done wedding. Small, small things that should just be one more block in the building process become high points that we choose to worship. The sixth barrier to going global is nostalgia. Where you celebrate some one achievement, one award, one great moment that you had some time ago, and you consistently refer to, do you remember when in 2007? That was six years ago. What has happened since then? Granted, you were worker of the year. But since then, what has happened? The next barrier is religious strongholds. 
And I almost killed that because he spoke about it. But sometimes our religious beliefs and our teachings fly right in the face of progress. Young ladies, believe me, you can become as great as God meant for you to be. Any religious leader that stifles your development because you are a woman is taking you down an unscriptural road. Dream big. Think big and become big. You are not inferior because of your gender. You are not inferior because of your ethnic background. You are not inferior because you lost your parents. You are not inferior to anyone. Go ahead and become as great as God meant for you to be. The eighth barrier is locational paralysis. People say nothing good happens in this region. Some people genuinely believe that their only salvation is if they travel outside the country. And even if they don't travel outside the country, they must relocate from their region to another region that they believe is more prosperous than theirs. I want to challenge you and say this. I've traveled to different regions of this country. And in every region I've gone to, I found somebody who has defied the thinking of that region and built something of global standard and global quality in that so-called remote place. Travel to the Upper East region and look at the infrastructure and educational complexes that Reverend Eastwood Anaba has built in that place and tell me Bulga is poor. Go to New Ebrim a place that is so far into the woods from Nkoko and look at the beige golf village and resort and tell me that nothing good can come out of that remote place. What is the barrier? What region do you find yourself in? And what made you think that nothing can happen in that place? The blessing is in the person. And once you are blessed, wherever you find yourself, you will make it. I can also tell you this. If you are not blessed, we can take you to Wall Street and build a house for you on the Wall Street. You will still borrow and beg. What is the big question we need to answer today? What is it that we have that is a solution for the world? If we know what we have, wherever we find ourselves, our star will shine. The ninth barrier to going global is fear and laziness. I think fear is probably the biggest barrier to success. And in our part of the world, the things that we fear are sometimes shocking. I think we fear death, but we fear something even more than death. And what is that? What people will see. I think that the biggest barrier or the biggest fear of Ghanaians is what people will see. You must come to the point where you really are so focused, you don't care. Because I found out also that when you eventually succeed, those who laughed at you will come around and say, we always knew you could make it. When blind Bartimaeus was shouting and calling Jesus, they said, shut up, you are disturbing. When eventually the Lord turned to him, they said, we knew it, we knew it. Be of good cheer, he's calling you. Believe in what you have. 
When everyone else says shut up, shout even louder, the world will hear you. You have something the world needs and don't let no one shut you down. The final barrier I want to share is ignorance. What you don't know can kill you. Believe me, my dear friends, in today's very fast-paced world, you need to consistently, continually learn, upgrade, inform yourself, update your knowledge, stay on top, ask questions, find out what's new. So, we've talked about formatting. Now, there are three things we are trying to do. First is to format the hard disk or erase things from the hard disk. And these are the ten things we want to erase. How do we set up a global file system? How do we set up a global file system in our minds? Because after you format, you must set up. There are five things that must be in your global file system. There must be five things... There are five things that must be relevant or present in your life if you want to go global. You're starting a business, setting up a church, putting out a project, branding yourself. There are five things you will need. Number one is a global identity. Sometimes even the name you choose suggests that you think this is a local community store. And in five years' time, that name becomes totally irrelevant because you can't take that name to receive some huge order from Switzerland or some serious country doing business with you. The name is so local in outlook. Even the name, even the product line, even the positioning, sometimes a little shift from what you originally chose will make the same thing look much more global in outlook first one a global identity the second thing is a global plan you can only go to the ends of the world if you start from your small locality so what product do you have what solution do you have start from where you are if it's an agricultural solution an economic solution a literary solution you want to write books for the whole world, start from your locality. Global plan or roadmap. Navigate from where you are to where you want to be. If you're traveling in certain jurisdictions, if you want to go from one city to another, all you need to do is key in the eventual location and the computer will guide you. Turn left, go 100 meters, turn right again. And you go until you arrive at the destination. So, have a plan or roadmap that guides you as you navigate your life from where you are to where you want to be. The third key or the third component of your file system is global mentality. Don't think locally. Don't write your book as if you are writing it only for Ghanaians. As we speak right now, I am mindful that this program is being viewed across the whole world. In that regard, therefore, my concepts, my themes, my ideas must have application in Jamaica, Mexico, Argentina, Brazil, Australia. That's what Springboard is all about. When it's played back on TV, somebody watching, I mean, went to Liberia for, I'm sorry, Gambia for Springboard, went to Nigeria, and there were regular viewers of Springboard on Malt TV. 
So, by virtue of the media, your face as you sit here is being viewed across the world. So even the way you have made your face, it must be global. Tell somebody, have a global look on your face. Tell the person you are being viewed across the world. Take off and format the local look. And put on a global look. Right. The fourth one is global standards or global best practices. Global standards or global best practices. In his presentation in Kofordia on the same roadshow, Komla Dumas spoke about standards and said there is nothing like a Ghanaian standard and nothing like an African standard. There is only one standard and that is the global standard. That is how you can move from Joy FM to the BBC. If you are localized in your thinking, you will be relevant only in one part of the world. And the day you are lifted, maybe an international conference and they say, okay, so we'll have our broadcaster from Ghana um, transmit or cover the event. They give the microphone to you on the CNN and you literally are so local in everything you do that you are irrelevant outside your domain. You must have a glo- must put out global best practices. The way things are presented, timing, organization, order, everything you do. When you present a report, the English, the writing, don't tell me you have a degree in economics or you have a degree in business in Ghana and you can't write a simple one-page report and your colleagues in other parts of the world are doing stuff that are mind-blowing and mind-boggling and you are writing language that is life-threatening. No, we can't do that. I still do not understand why you should finish university and not be able to write good English. I feel very strongly about this issue. You must write and speak good English. What, what university did you go to? My friends from the senior high schools, listen, start learning good English now if you want to be promoted in your workplace. Nobody will be made manager in any serious company if you can't write and speak good English. You will remain at the bottom of the ladder. Mark my words. Some of us here, your promotion has been denied three times and you think it's because of technical reasons. The only reason is your English. You need to format your English and reinstall English (laughs) (laughs) 3.0. The fifth thing that must be in your global file system is global pace. He spoke about speed. Dr. Joyce, I spoke about speed. And I want to add my voice to talk about speed. When we were in school, we had a PE master who was alleged to be dealing with substances that he shouldn't be dealing with. And there was a time when I think something tripped. So he used to walk like this. And he could take one hour to walk from the dormitory to the classroom. Unfortunately, many of us are living our lives like that. Cool. You are coming. Meanwhile, the world in which we live is moving so fast. The volume of information on the internet is 
doubling and tripling and quadrupling. People are designing apps on a regular basis that are leaving things redundant and we are just coming like this. With our eyes glazed. Absolutely no clue what is going on around us. We are happy. You can't be happy with the pace at which things are going. I challenge somebody here. Listen, to write 19 books in 8 years, we write when you are sleeping. Simple. I want to be an author. Fine. Wanting is fine. But are you willing to pay the price? And come on, don't tell me I claim it. There are things you can claim in life and there are things you've got to work. If you can't work, stand afar off and wave. And I'll wave back. It's time for somebody to decide that enough is enough. So going forward, what should we install? After you've formatted the old hard disk, set up the new file system, you must put some data on it. You must put some stuff on that new system. Some new software. Some new ways of doing things. What should we install? What data must be on the new system? If you're going to reinstall, it comes with, with an admission that the old software was not good enough. It comes with an appreciation of the fact that you need faster, stronger, more efficient ways of doing things to go where you want to go. These five things would help you. Number one, global awareness. It is shocking how people can come for an interview and you ask them a question about anything happening on the global landscape and they have absolutely no clue. Absolutely no clue about global unemployment, recession, no clue about the res resignation of the Pope and its implications. We know nothing about the Arab Spring. We read nothing, we understand nothing, and we don't care. But if you want to play ball on the global stage, you must track developments across the world. The truth is this. Whether we like it or not, when Salt and Light puts out an advert for an administrative manager, or Bentiential Nature and Ankuma puts out an advert for even a front desk executive, people will apply from any part of the world. That's how the world works today. So how can you be here and not know that Spain now has 25% unemployment, and therefore the stakes are higher? You must know. Your competition is no longer your colleagues from this university or the university next door. It's global. Global awareness. So don't just know about the scores of your football team. And don't just know about your political party and which one's slogan is nicer. Beyond that, add something about what is happening on the world and its implications for young people coming out of our universities. I believe with all my heart that anyone here who doesn't think entrepreneurially, indeed, I can assure you also about this, that with the pace of technological development, very soon, if you are a nurse and you don't understand how to do things online, you will lose your job. 
Because time is coming when one doctor will sit in one country, one consultant in one country, directing 12 different doctors across the world or 12 different nurses across the world online or by Skype to perform a medical procedure. And you are still here. You don't even know dot. For you to know mouse. How do you operate in a world in which you don't understand the language being used? So, global awareness. Number two, set up a library. Set up a library. I find it very difficult to believe that somebody will not have a library and will not read and will not add knowledge to their stock and still believe that it can be relevant in this world going forward. Geraldine Brooks says, to know a man's library is to know a man's mind. What you buy determines what you think about. If I come to your house and in terms of literary material, the only things there are the gossip newspapers, well, that tells you why you are where you are. What do you read? What do you buy? Do you have a library? The late Jim Ron says, if you have no reason to have a library, you set up a library and walk through it every morning and you'll feel like a wise man. If you really can't find any reason, but I want to challenge you and say, knowledge is the raw material for survival in the knowledge economy. What you know will determine where you will sit. The third software you must install on your system is global connections. Global connections. In choosing your relationships, gravitate around people who think globally. They don't have to be in other countries, but they are people who are global in their orientation, global in their outlook, global in their capacity. Connect your life to people whose aspirations go beyond their local environment. Create a relationship network with global capacity. There are people that will come into your life who have the propensity to move you from your small corner onto the global stage. Treat those people well. Nurture those relationships. Because you will find that invariably, one piece of advice, one link here, one recommendation here, and you could literally spring from where you are onto the global stage. And somebody will say you are lucky. You are not lucky. You prepared the right relationships and they became a springboard for you. Believe me, my dear friends, your, your, your relationships can become a major springboard to your success going forward. If you want to go global, think about who you hang around. The fourth key to going global or the fourth thing you must install is an antivirus and a password. We live in a world that has become extremely corrupt. We live in a world that is dominated by wrong thinking. And these wrong thinking patterns are worms 
trojans and viruses that want to take over your life and drive you to your destruction. And so a young person at age 11 is being showed strange concepts of sexual preference that are pushing him or her towards things that do not conform to their values and scriptural foundations. And the language is so strong that you don't even know what to do. These are viruses, worms and trojans. Install an antivirus. Install a system in place that can help you counter the thinking of this world. Because sometimes the wrong people can shout so loud that even when you are right, you apologize for being right. The wrong people can sound so convincing that you pull back with the right argument because everyone seems to be going in one direction. Can I tell you, my friends, the majority is not always right. And so you will leave springboard with energy. You will leave springboard with excitement. You will leave this conference with enthusiasm, but you will go back and meet the same people you were with before you came here. And when you say we are going global, they'll say, which one too is that? We're global. We are still here. Now you must believe that the seed that has been sown in your life is strong enough to resist every force and grow to become a mighty tree. Install an antivirus. Guard your heart with a password. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because that's where your future is. Don't open your life to thinking patterns that will destroy you. Install an antivirus and install a password. Protect yourself from viruses and from hackers. Hackers are people who force their way into your system and destroy your system. Guard your life from them. Know them, identify them, and protect yourself. Young lady, some young man is telling you that you are the most beautiful goddess he has ever seen. And after years of your parents' hard work, you are in your final year, you are allowing him to stand behind that classroom with you and tell you when he sees you, he can't breathe. If he can't breathe, he should go for oxygen. Guard your heart. Guard yourself. Whatever it is that you are chasing, a time will come when you will get it. But there is a time and a season for every purpose under heaven. Let me close with the final thing you must install. And I want to connect myself once again with our two earlier speakers and say that the final thing you must install or the final software is to regularly update or regularly upgrade your version. Avail yourself of newer ways of doing things. Don't stand there like a dinosaur and say, this is how we have done things all the time. We brought this to Cape Coast. There are newer ways, newer softwares. And if you don't find yourself compliant, somebody will come out of university and can sit down and in minutes design apps and solve problems in the office and you see that gradually the person is being lifted above you. 
and you are binding and loosing. No, you can't bind. Some things you can't bind them. So, regularly update yourself. Regularly upgrade. Avail yourself of newer versions. And as you can see, the same quotation Dr. Joyce I used, the same quotation Isankuma used, is the same quotation that is there. Renew your mind. Whatever you do, wherever you find yourself, understand that this thing that we are talking about, going global, it's all in the mind. If you can believe starting from today that you are not called to be in that small locality, you are not called to end on that small table, that you are not called to operate in only that small corner, and you can start from there and inculcate these principles that all speakers have shared on this platform five years from now, ten years from now, you will be that great global or African icon that we'll all be celebrating. I want to say a big thank you and God richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-249-99000. You may also subscribe to amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Searching, searching.